What do number one New York Times bestselling author Gabby Bernstein, motivational speaker extraordinaire Eric Thomas, and artificial intelligence and online marketing guru Billie Jean all have in common? Hmm, I'll give you a second. I'll tell you what. They will all be keynote speakers at Build Your Brand Live in Dallas, Texas, October 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Yes, my friend. This is the event that you don't want to miss. So if you want to see Gabby, Billie Jean, Eric Thomas, myself, Chris Winfield, and other amazing speakers, you better get your booty on over to Dallas, Texas in October. So the best way to get your ticket before they sell out is go to buildyourbrandlive.net and get that ticket for you and then go get a ticket for a friend and maybe another friend. And I will see you in Dallas, Texas. Go, go do it now. I dare you. Confidence is built by consistency. So the more that you're consistent at taking action on everything that you want to do, uh, the more confident you're going to become that you have the capabilities to consistently take action. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb. And together, we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. Today, we're going to do something a little bit different. Many of you know, some of you don't, that I do get ready with me every single morning, Monday through Friday. And what that is, is an Instagram live where I answer all of your questions live on Instagram while I put my makeup on. I've gotten lots of DMs from you guys that are on the Pacific coast saying, oh my gosh, it's too early for me. I miss it every time. I'm so bummed. Where are the recordings? And we don't save the recordings. So per request, what we're going to do is take some of the best questions and answers from Get Ready With Me's and put them here on the podcast. So you can hear me answer questions about manifestation, marketing, mindset. We're going to pick all the most powerful questions and answers and put them here on the I Dare You podcast for you. So if you missed to Get Ready With Me, there's a really, really good chance that you're going to hear something that you needed listening to these episodes. So without further ado, here is a sneak peek of a Get Ready With Me. Keep in mind, by the way, if you hear some clanging in the background, it's probably because I'm putting my makeup on and sitting at my vanity while answering these questions. So just envision that and put yourself there and make believe that you are with us doing Get Ready With Me Q&A. Okay, the question is how to stay consistent. Unbelievably important. Here's why. Confidence is built by consistency, all right? So the more that you're consistent at taking action on everything that you want to do, uh, the more confident you're going to become that you have the capabilities to consistently take action, right? So we're, we get good at what we practice. So if you practice consistency, you're going to become a more consistent person. So unbelievably important to stick with the commitments you make. Now, if you make too many damn commitments and you make your goals too huge and too audacious and things that you definitely are overwhelming for you and you can't get them done and you don't, you practice not sticking to the commitments. So let me give you an example. Let's say you've never posted on social media ever before in your entire life and you decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to post, I need to start doing social media. I'm going to post five times a day. Well, going from never posting ever in your life to having a goal of posting five times per day, 
that's going to be a really, really difficult commitment to stick with right off the bat because you've never done it before. And once it gets hard, you're going to not really have that much faith or trust in yourself that you can continue to do it because you've never even posted one time a day before. So what I would recommend is setting practice, start practicing, like we're putting the reps in, your consistency reps. So you've got your confidence reps, your consistency reps, your connection reps, right? We have to continue to practice our these skills and these tools in order to get better at them. So rather than saying, I'm going to post five times a day, if you've never posted before, I would set a smaller commitment that you know that you can stick to. Because every time you set a commitment and you stick to it and you follow through and you do that thing and you get to the other side, you experience that dopamine hit of, oh, wow, I said I was going to do something and I did it. Okay. Wow. I can do it. And then you're going to have that momentum to go do it again. So we don't need to do everything. We just need to do one thing. And what I mean by that is you don't just need to do one thing the whole day, but you need to do one thing instead of thinking about doing everything. That small action step or that small commitment that you stuck with is going to lead to more momentum, to more commitments that you stick with and more consistency. And so for me, like doing this Instagram live is a perfect example. Now I'm consistent with this every single morning. I wasn't when I started and I didn't set a goal to do it every single day. I just said, you know what? I'm going to go live today and put my makeup on. And that's my commitment to myself. That's it. That's my commitment. I'm making a commitment and you need to practice sticking with it, but you need to make sure that the commitment that you make is something you can stick with. So if I said right off the bat, right when I got the idea, I'm going to go live on Instagram every single day at nine o'clock AM to put my makeup on. And I'm going to stick to that commitment forever. That would feel very scary and too much. And if I didn't stick with the commitment, if I've never done it before, I don't even know if I can. And maybe I do it three times and then I like, I can't do it the fourth time. And then I practice not being consistent. So then my practice is not consistency. My practice is breaking the commitments I make with myself and not being consistent. And then I'm creating a story in my mind that I can't be consistent. So then when I try to do consistency in other areas of my life, my subconscious is going to remember the fact that I wasn't consistent with the Instagram live with putting my makeup on because I set a goal and I didn't stick to it. So instead of making that huge goal of going every day live, I started it with just doing it once. I'm just going to do this one time. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, all right, my commitment today is to do it again. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, my commitment today is to do it again. And then eventually I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it three times this week. And so that I practice consistency. Okay. So I'm being, I'm practicing my consistency and I'm proving to myself that I can be consistent with this. And then I built up to now every day, Monday through Friday. And I'll tell you one thing that I did that was a mistake. So there was a moment in time where I was scheduling these and I was putting um, like a calendar on my Instagram and telling everyone that I was going to do it at like a certain time. And that screwed me because the way that my life is, is I can't commit to getting ready at the same time every day. I just can't. If I have a speaking engagement, I'm going to be getting ready at a different time. It's not going to be 930 every single day. So what that did was it made me feel really uh, defeated with my commitment that I set with myself. And I wasn't being consistent because I wasn't able to stick to the commitment of, of making it on time every day. So what was happening was if I didn't make it at 930, I wouldn't do it at all. And then I started to lose faith in my power to be consistent. So... I was like, screw the time. I'm just going to go live whenever I happen to be getting ready. And I'm going to be consistent with that every day. I can do that. Now I have it in my, like under my belt. Like it's, it's a, like a notch. It's a notch in my belt. I know that I can be consistent because I've been going live consistently no matter what, every day, Monday through Friday. And now I have more consistency. 
Now, in other areas of my life, I'm more consistent because I've proven to myself that I can be consistent. I have that like timestamp in my brain. It's almost like an anchor in my brain where I'm like, I know I can be consistent because I do Instagram lives every single day. Or like, I know that I can get through a lot of discomfort because I do ice baths every Sunday, right? Or I know I've trained myself to believe that discomfort's only temporary because I do my mat moments every day after my workout. And no matter what, I always end up on the mat. It's, it's practice. It's training. It's like being an athlete. All of this stuff is. So if you're not a consistent person, that's totally okay. Like, don't be mad at yourself that you're not good at consistency. Have you practiced it? Have you tried it? Have you dipped your toe in? Have you worked the steps? Have you worked the levels of consistency training? If you haven't, that's okay. So start just training yourself. So give yourself one goal today to be consistent with. Maybe it's like each morning I'm going to wake up at this time and just be consistent for that week. Or maybe even do it one day at a time. Go even smaller. Just give yourself a small goal that's doable to be consistent at something. And then once you've been consistent at that thing, I want you to celebrate yourself. Because the celebration of you doing the thing that you've set to do is one of the biggest, biggest, biggest motivators. Because if you don't celebrate it, then your subconscious doesn't learn that you can do the hard thing. And it doesn't get that moment to say, oh, yay, when I do the hard thing, it feels really, really, really good. And I celebrate that. And I get dopamine and I get serotonin and I get those feel-good feelings. So celebrate when you're consistent and it'll help you to be consistent more. It's like training a dog. Right? When it does the thing that you want it to do, you give it a treat. And so then it understands that it gets a treat every time it does the thing that, that you want it to do. And then it becomes consistent sitting every time you tell it to sit because it remembers, oh, it feels good when I sit. I get a treat when I sit. And then pretty soon you don't even need to give it the treat. But for you guys, I want you to always celebrate your wins. So every night before I go to bed, I write down all the wins that I had for the day. And sometimes my wins are like three things. Sometimes they're 10 things. Sometimes they're one, it's one win. But I at least celebrate myself for something each day because that, and that also subconsciously helps me to want to stick to my commitments every day because I want to write them down at night. And I'm like, oh, I really want to write this down tonight that I did this and celebrate this with myself. So I'm going to follow through. I'll take this question. What's your POV point of view on the quote, if it was easy, everyone would do it? Well, that's not true. So let's look at the, let's look at it for real. The question is, what is it? If flying a plane was easy, everyone would do it. Even if flying a plane was easy, I wouldn't fly a plane because I just have no desire to do that. If uh, playing in the NFL was easy, everyone would do it. I wouldn't play in the NFL even if it was easy because I'm not interested in that. So let's, I think we need to be a little bit more clear with it, but I'm guessing like this is like the overarching idea of if things were easy, then everybody would be unbelievably successful. Like if making money was easy, then everybody would be millionaires, which is probably true. If it wasn't very hard to become really, really wealthy, then there would be way more wealthy people. If becoming unbelievably successful at a certain sport or a certain skill or thing that you're working on was really easy, then there would be way more people doing those things. And there wouldn't be experts and there wouldn't be professional athletes and there wouldn't be movie stars. There wouldn't be celebrities because that thing was so easy that anyone that wanted to do it, the barrier was so low that it would just be like, okay, it wouldn't be special. So it's a hundred percent true that If something was easy, everybody that wanted to achieve that thing would do it. 
So that's why the people that achieve things at a very high level are rewarded and are looked highly upon and are considered experts and are considered the best because it's it's freaking hard to be successful. You have to put in the work. And some people do get lucky. There is such thing as luck. But here's the thing. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. So even if you do, I've seen a lot of people get really, really lucky and get great opportunities and they squander them. And then I've seen people that aren't that talented that get the opportunity and they just take that opportunity and run with it and do the thing that other people aren't willing to do. And they become unbelievably successful because they put that work in and they took that opportunity and they went with it and they ran with it. Success comes from hard work, even if you get lucky, even if you get lucky, because you could get lucky and get a great opportunity. But if you don't put that work in, once you get that opportunity, it's only going to be for that moment. It's not going to be long lasting and you're not going to be able to make the most out of it. you got to be disciplined and you got to be really good at experiencing discomfort to get really, really good at anything. Because anything that you do, if you want to get to that level of greatness, if you want to get to that level of, oh my gosh, I did it. And, and, and success is different to, for everybody. And greatness, the definition of greatness is different for everybody. For some people, running a marathon is greatness. And for some people, taking a jog for five minutes is greatness. And that's okay. And that's amazing. But either way, both are uncomfortable for that person. So running a marathon is great and, and you want to achieve that goal and it's going to be, it, but that's going to be hard if you want to get there. You know, if you've never, if like that's like the goal and that's what's going to be great for you and that's what's going to make you feel unbelievably successful, it's because it's hard. And for those of you who have never run a day in your life, if you do a five minute jog, that's going to feel like you ran a marathon. That's going to feel amazing, but it's still going to be really, really, really uncomfortable for you because you've never run before. You got to put in that hard work. You got to be able to experience discomfort in order to get to that place of feeling fulfilled. Otherwise, the fulfillment doesn't feel as fulfilling. There would be no such thing if it wasn't hard to get there, if it was easy. It wouldn't feel as good on the other side. The stuff that's easy for us to do, we don't give ourselves a standing ovation round of applause or feel like tears of joy after we've brushed our teeth because that's something we all do every day. <laughs> so it's easy. So it doesn't. there's no contrast there. But if you've never written a book before and it was hard and it was painstaking and you were up all night writing and it was difficult for you and it wasn't easy and uh, you had to really jump through a lot of hoops to do it and you're not a good writer, but you get your book and you write it and you get to the other side and you're holding your damn book, you're going to cry tears of joy and you're going to feel so proud of yourself because you put the work in because it was hard. So there's always that contrast on the other side of discomfort, even if it's you had to overcome something terrible. When you overcome it and you get to the other side, you're going to feel a sense of pride. Your take on being competitive, is that healthy or is that more of a lack scarcity thinking? Okay, so I do think that there is a sense of, of healthy competition. Like if you see, and it's like competition with yourself, it's not necessarily competition with anybody. So I always try to be on the creative plane instead of on the competitive plane. That's from the book, The Science of Getting Rich. And when you are on the competitive plane and you have a mindset of being competitive and a scarcity mindset, like there isn't enough to go around and there isn't enough for everybody. And if somebody else gets something or if somebody else wins, that means I lose. If you're playing a basketball game and the other team wins, obviously you lose. But like we said at the beginning of this, it's all about perspective. What if you actually really did win, but be because it, like in that specific game, you learned a really cool strategy of, you know, that you did something wrong that you'll never, ever, ever do again. 
well, then you personally won. You didn't win the game, but you personally won because you you learned a strategy that you'll never, like you'll never ever go that specific direction or block in that way or shoot from that direction or you learn something really cool from that and you'll never do it again. And that's going to make you a bigger, a better player overall. And then you're going to overall win in life. Hopefully that was a good analogy. It's all perspective. But I do believe that if you're competitive with yourself and you're just competing with who you were yesterday, <laughs> then that's an amazing form of competition. So I'm always thinking back, like, who was I yesterday and how can I be better than her? How can I compete with her? But when it comes to competing with your peers, I'm always just looking at my peers and thinking, what do they have that triggers me? <laughs> like if I'm triggered by looking at someone because I'm a human being and like we compare ourselves to people and that's just what we do. And sometimes we get jealous or sometimes we feel like, oh, I wish I had that thing. So instead of leaning into, oh man, if, if she has that or if he has that, that means I can't have that. What if you thought, wow, this is the universe showing me exactly what I want and that I'm capable of getting it because somebody else did it. I'm so grateful that this person is showing me the way. And that's the mindset that I now have. I didn't always have that mindset. I used to be an actress and I was very competitive and I used to be around a lot of people that were really competitive and had a very much scarcity mindset. But I'm telling you, when you're in that kind of environment and everybody's just thinking that there's not enough to go around, you only attract more negativity and you only attract more of that. But if you're in an uplifting environment and let's say you're around a bunch of people and you're all going for the same goal, but you're all supporting each other and lifting each other up, everybody's going to win in some way, shape or form. And there's going to be more of a positive environment, positive experience, and you're going to win something, whether that is a new friend or something you learned or a new experience. And you're going to learn how to be better than you were yesterday each time. And that's the only person that you're competing with is yourself yesterday. The more that we lift each other up and the more that we support each other, the more good that's going to come to you. That's just how it works. When you're vibing at that high vibe energy and you're supporting other people, more people are going to want to support you. When you are supporting your industry as a whole, so let's say there's somebody else in your industry that is your quote unquote competitor, but you're supporting them and you're lifting them up, you're lifting up your entire industry. And if you lift up your entire industry, then you're eventually going to do better. This is long game stuff. And if you're nice to somebody and you support them and you lift them up when they need it, they're going to support you and lift you up when you need it. That's just how the law of reciprocity works. And if they're not the people that are going to support you because maybe they have a scarcity mindset or they're a competitive person, that's okay. The support and the love and all of that that you're looking for, that you're giving to that person will come back to you. It might not come back from that person, but it'll come back from something. Karma is a real thing. Energy is a real thing. What you do unto others will come back to you. So if you're competitive and you're jealous and you're wanting bad for others, then that's the energy that's going to start to radiate back to you and not necessarily by magic. It just like, that's what happens. So when I was a waitress, I would always notice when people complained at the restaurant, I spent years waitressing by the way, cause I was an actress. When people complained and were really nasty and mean, I never wanted to give them good service. It was just natural. Like my natural response was, ew, F you. I'm going to take a little bit longer with your food. You want to be nasty? You want to be mean? You want to complain for no reason? It's not my, you know, and, and like attracts like. If you're complaining and you're bitching and moaning or you're being jealous or you're being competitive or you're being mean or nasty, you're just going to attract that person to be mean and nasty back to you and not want the best for you. But the people that I would serve that were 
gracious and grateful and patient and like, oh, I know it's not your fault. It's totally okay. Do you mind changing this up for me? I would comp their meal. I would give them free drinks. I would give them great service. It's just how it works because they were being nice. We want to be nice to people that are nice to us. We want to lift up people that lift up us. That's how it works. I have several really dear friends in this industry and we all now, it's so beautiful. I was just texting with two of them. The better they do, the more, the better I do. And it is so cool to be in a world like that, to be in a, an environment and an energy like that. When I genuinely just want the best for my friends, even though they're in the exact same industry as me. And it's like, how can I support you? How can I lift you up? How can I help you with this project? How can I promote you? How can I do? And the more that I do that for them, then when I need it, they do it for me. And that's how a rising tide lifts all ships. And that's why connection is everything. And that's why we have a mastermind. That's why we connect entrepreneurs in the environment that we do it in, in a supportive, abundant environment is because we know what happens when you do that. And we know that it's rare. And we know that people are secretly really, truly looking for that. People just want to be seen. They want to be supported. They don't want to be competitive. But it, that's uh, unfortunately, that's how a lot of people are. So people feel like they got to get in the game and they got to be that way. And you don't have to be that way. Whew. What a good Q&A session. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.